Welcome to Foreign Devs. I'm Yanni, and we're talking marketing, development, and much more with my co-host, Victor Gonzalez. Hello, hello. Yeah, what, what's what's going on? It's been a couple of weeks. It has. It has. I know we both have been a little busy, but, yeah, you know, we're finding some time now to get back into it. Yeah, I think the holidays always do that. So, you have a good no, Thanksgiving? We did. We did. Remember, I had the family. Everything went great. They went back home. They're back home now, and uh, it's been a crazy week here preparing for incoming visitors for work a lot of them actually <laughs> including yourself yeah so, yep. now we're excited yeah, to have everybody come see what we've been working on yeah it's been a crazy past few weeks you know i did in one week orlando back and forth twice um we actually got named uh surprisingly number three dealership in the nation in North America. And then uh, the day after we went to Disney World to celebrate like any, any proper celebration, you know. Congratulations. Like, oh, thank you. Thank you. It leads to Disney World. So uh, <laughs> actually all we did was Star Wars Galaxy's Edge and got out of town. How so, was it? Uh, it was fun. Awesome. Awesome. You got to. It was awesome. Good. I haven't yeah, seen you it. Gotta, you got to see it. You got to watch the movies and then you I do go there. I do. So. So, uh, yeah, and Thanksgiving, uh, awesome Thanksgiving, had my brother and his family in town, and they actually just left today, so, so uh, yeah, just getting things a little bit back to normal here, I had a blast with them, but uh, again, been a crazy few weeks. Yeah, back to normal. Okay. Yeah, we got to... So, go ahead. No, no, you go ahead. Okay, so the top of my list here, I've moved this above all other things is I wanted to talk about this uh, Peloton ad. Oh, boy. Uh, did, yes. did you watch it? I did. Uh, so, okay. Okay, so, so just to recap, so Yanni texted me and said, hey, have you seen the commercial? I said, no, I haven't seen it. He said, have you read anything about it? I said, no, I don't know anything about it at all. I've been just really busy. So he sent me the commercial, and I watched it three or four times, already knowing that something was up with it, but I couldn't couldn't figure out what it was. So after watching it three or four times, I just gave in and I, I, I Google searched, you know, Peloton commercial, what's going on with it or whatever, something like that. And then I, and then I heard what they were saying about it. So, so that's, that's my story. The, on that's, it. that's where I was too. So when I saw all the craziness online, I kind of was like, you know, what did I miss here? And I watched it a few times more and, and I did the same thing last night with my wife. You know, I sat down with her, we watched it, and we both had to go dig for articles to see, you know, what people were saying. Right. And the thing is, the first time I saw the ad, I felt, I said, you know, hey, this is like us, like me and my wife, you know. Uh, I felt it connected with me. Um, and... So I don't know if the outrage is over a husband buying a already in shape wife a, a piece of exercise equipment. Uh, I don't know if it's people saying, "Oh, you know, he's telling her to get thinner," or if that they're already using an in shape woman when they could be using, you know, someone out of shape. Um, you know, there's a million different things people could be outraged over. But going back to how the commercial connected with me and how I wanted to show it to my wife way before anyone was outraged is, you know, we're both excited to be purchasing a Peloton. Uh, we're holding off to wrap up some, some renovations, primarily decide on if we want to dedicate some space to be a gym or really how we want to do it. But, but rather than uh, buy, buy a whole bunch of furniture and 
equipment that we want to right now, we want to finish off some of the interior renovations. So we want a Peloton. We both know it. And we're both excited about it. Um, given both of our work schedules, it's just, I think, a great piece of equipment and yeah, well, it's connect, cool. well connected. Yeah. So you're not feeling like you're exactly. working out exactly. at home. So it allows, it makes things more flexible rather than trying to plan gym visits like Tonight, Donna went to the gym. I was going to go tomorrow to the gym um, after work, but instead we're going to go get a Christmas tree, and then I'm probably going to hit the gym Saturday before driving up uh, Sunday morning to to visit you up in South Carolina. But um, So sometimes planning around the gym and even like with the family in town, I didn't want to, you know... Uh, miss out you know several hours with them on on specific nights just to hit up the gym so piece of equipment like that i think is amazing and uh we're both big fans of it um and i I asked donna yesterday after you know watching the ad again i said would you be pissed off if i bought a peloton for you and she said absolutely not and she's in shape she exercises regularly she's a beautiful woman but someone like her and someone like me, we want to stay in shape. You know, we, we, uh, I look forward to going to the gym. I look forward to working out. Um, you know, and I just love, uh, most of all how it energizes you mentally and gets you, you know, thinking about so many things. Uh, it's not just, you know, uh, being skinny or, or, um, you know, right? Yeah, beach it's, it's, body or anything. Yeah, at some point it's about your health too. You know, and just feeling, feeling energized. Yeah, I, I'm 100 yeah. with you. Yeah, I don't. I, I couldn't. I struggled to to find something wrong with it. To be honest. Yeah, but, but it's, you it's know, going, it's going nuts. Crazy. It's all yeah, over nat- national news how people are going are upset with the company. But um, it's funny how things go like too. that. Yeah, I saw that, and that, that's <laughs> that's what led me to actually reach out to you about it. Um, so I don't really understand it. Um, you know, and talking about like weight loss and so forth and working out, you know, our friend Skip, um, when I had distinct and et cetera, I, I had, I dealt with a lot of stress and, um, you know, I wasn't eating as well as I wanted to. I wasn't exercising as much as I wanted to. And, you know, I gained quite a bit of weight at one point and it was our friend skip uh at one boat show he goes yanni what's this and points to my stomach and uh you know i could have said that was mean of him i could have you know felt felt insulted but looking back you know that was one of those moments where i'm like you know what i really gotta work on this and and uh i made the you know made choices and and uh change things around and in the matter of a few months drop 35 pounds and whoa and and um yeah that's it, awesome that's awesome yeah, it all, all you know yeah it, you I know guess, i mean it's, it's yeah no i mean it's one of those those things i mean i personally my personal life i have a very what i would consider an extremely traditional family you know my wife stays at home and basically you know raises our kids you know she doesn't work and her work is the kids, which is a lot of work, let me tell you. And, uh, you know, when I see commercials like that, th- those type of things don't really bother me. But I'm a very traditionally when it comes to, you know, my family. As a matter of fact, I've, I actually got a treadmill for my wife because she wanted it. 
you know, she she obviously she wasn't offended or anything. I mean, who's to say that the wife in the commercial didn't didn't want that? But I do find today a day and age, it's difficult not to offend somebody. Um, you know, it's oh, hundred percent. It's so difficult to say, and and you know, as a almost a, I feel like I'm outspoken about a lot of things, and sometimes. I hesitate to say, to say certain things just because maybe I don't know the person as well. I'm like, uh, is this going to turn into a political battle of some sort? And, you know, some people are very, very vocal about it and some people are not, you know, I kind of stay in the shadows on this one because I just don't want to get into it. I've got my opinions that I feel strongly about, but I don't have to be taunting everybody else with it, you know, but yeah, well. I didn't find anything wrong with commercial. To be honest, I had to go reach and find out what <laughs> what it was that uh the outrage was you know but hey man great publicity for them i feel like oh, yeah. right yeah absolutely. i mean they this commercial has just blown up you know eventually what do they say any publicity is good publicity yep yep so now they definitely got their money's worth on this commercial for yep. sure <laughs> oh, yeah. oh yeah yeah you know it's oh, it's what it is and we'll see where it goes but uh i'm happy that they haven't removed the ads i'm happy that they didn't just uh give in to the outraged individuals. Right. But, you know, one thing, uh, speaking of marketing and ads, so over the uh, Black Friday, Cyber Monday uh, weekend, we had a little bit of time and and uh, have been thinking about a new bed. So we just really, more than the sales, just had the time to go out and take a look at a few few different options. And, you know, one thing that's interested us is uh, sleep number beds. I had okay. never considered I've, them before, but I've looked at uh, them. Yeah, they're yeah, quite close, pricey. Close family and friends, you know, really swore by them, and and yeah, they are extremely pricey. But uh, you know, we we went to the do- store, did the experience, you know, really liked what we felt, and afterwards I went online and really tried to dig up some genuine reviews, and it's kind of twofold. I was surprised to see that every I specifically searched for blogs, you know, thinking owners who could give me, you know, uh, you know, feedback after months or a year, you know, what they still think with follow up, right. With follow up. Exactly. But every single blog, every single one I found that wrote about a sleep number, it was a, Hey, sleep number sent me a new bed, but don't worry. These are my honest opinions. You know, them, them (laughs) uh, working with the, with the author, every single one. So, Props to them on the strategy, very wise. But on the other hand, I really did want to find some genuine stuff out there. Um, so it was kind of a mixed bag for me. But, yeah, I've uh, seen those ver- ver- verified um, purchaser on some of the Amazon reviews, I think yep, they yep. are. You know, I like those, you know, and I do use reviews, um, especially Amazon. Amazon typically has a lot of them, so it's it's good to get a good mixture Absolutely. And it's always hilarious how you always have that one star guy that absolutely hated it and said that everything about it was awful. And then you've got like 10 that say that, you know, it's perfect. So <laughs> it's difficult, like I said. Um, but yeah, no, I'm I'm with you. I think the reviews are very important in any marketing, um, you know, in any marketing effort. And the bad ones give you credibility with the reviews. You know, oh, absolutely. I, I don't expect... Don't expect everybody to be happy, and and it's impossible to make everybody be everybody happy, right? So at some point, one of your customers is not going to like you for one reason or another. But 
to be honest, that doesn't even necessarily mean that they wouldn't recommend you or your service for somebody else or one of their friends. Um, I'm always surprised to to hear, you know, obviously the happy customers, they always bring you more customers, but then the ones that maybe weren't a great fit for you or in your company, they still bring you customers, right? It's because they, it's not for them, but it may be for one of their friends. So I still, I still find reviews to be very powerful. Absolutely. Absolutely. I agree with you on there. So last, I think the last episode we talked about how I was supposed to get a new, uh, 13 inch MacBook pro. Oh yeah. And, uh, it arrived the day after and the box, you know, I, I saw as soon as it delivered, uh, went and grabbed it and, uh, the box itself looked fine. You know, I made sure there was no, no big damage to it. But when I opened it, I noticed that the inner packaging, the one with the printed MacBook pro on it had a, like a sharp object that had almost like a pen had smashed through it. Oh open man. Up, open up that box. And sure enough, there's a ding on the, uh, on the, on the lid of the machine. So, so it was another week of waiting, but I finally have the new 13 inch. And mine, <laughs> I think three mine months came, later <laughs> came the morning that they finally announced the 16 inch. But, uh, you know, I thought about it plenty and I've just, I've never been a fan of the 15 inch size. I counted. This is, uh, I think my 20th Mac now, and I've had a, a, I think it's three 15 inches in there and nine 13 or 12 or 13 inch machines. Um, So I definitely lean towards the smaller form factor for portability. And I'm really happy with this machine. Of course, it could have more power. Um, It's the uh, quad core 2.4, I believe, um, four port model with 16 gigs of RAM. Happy with it. But, um, you know, really like the portability and, and the form factor. Yeah, for a long time, the MacBook Pro 17 was my main machine. I had it for, well, all through college, I was like four or five years. And I tell you, man, that, that thing was a beast to carry. It was super heavy. Oh, yeah. Yep. But, but once you opened it, though, it was so nice to have the full thing, right? So... Speaking like of kind of experience. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's actually kind of speaking about that. So I had set up a separate rig for recording the one that I'm on right now. And I had actually borrowed one of my two monitors that I had in my, my main desktop machine. And I've been struggling because, you know, I only had one monitor. I'm so used to having two displays. So yeah. actually today I just got a brand new monitor, super cheap on Amazon, just something that I could put in this machine to use and it's actually great it's an acer it would cost me like 80 bucks um and then i was able to put the other two back to the other machine and man i missed that you know i've got an imac uh 17 5k or 27 5k and i still struggle with the single screen something about having two displays it's not the same when you've got like landscape real estate versus when you've got like square real estate i don't know yeah. I, I find it difficult that. to split the screen on the on the 27 inch iMac, where I can easily, you know, I've got two monitors, I've always got Chrome on one side and I've got my code editor on the other side. You know, it's like it makes sense it's a full screen just for that. And um, but the 17 was awesome. I did yeah, really yeah. like that machine, but you're right, man, it was heavy. Whew. Yeah, I think you know the 15. Uh, the weight wise in the book bag, I, I use a book bag every day, you know, I travel all over with it. It goes everywhere I do, but, uh, the 15 in there 
And then also when you're picking up a 15 single-handed, that extra mass, that size to it, it just makes it more difficult to grab, you know, with a single hand. Um, I don't know, small complaints, you know, but but yep. uh, really like the 13. So happy I still don't like a, that. Still don't like that butterfly keyboard. No, that was a big concern of mine too. Originally, I purchased the uh, base level 1.4 quad core, just thinking that I was going to replace the machine, you know, with the possible introduction of ARM technology in in the upcoming years and a better keyboard. But um, you know, I did upgrade to this after the whole whole uh, Thunderbolt three issue and and charging issue. So. Um, you know, should have a good machine for a few years, but we'll see where the technology goes. You know, I can upgrade at any point. What keyboard does that machine have? It's a butterfly keyboard. Oh, it is a butterfly keyboard. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not, I've got a um, MacBook, not the air, the smaller one. I think it's just a MacBook um, 13 inch that I use and it's got that butterfly keyboard. And I, man, Ooh, I struggle with that keyboard a lot. Yeah. yeah. I hear you. I hear you on that. It doesn't feel great, especially for writing code. It doesn't, doesn't feel I don't know. I, I like a little bit more feedback. I don't, not as much as a mechanical keyboard, but it's like right in between, right? And, and it's, it's really what I like, right in between. But yeah. I'm actually planning to upgrade my 10-year-old Mac Pro. Got a tower Mac Pro. Um, I've got new processors for it. I'm going to make it a 12-core. I'm going to put 64 gigs of RAM in it. Man, I am excited about that. Yeah, I would be too. You know, I used to love love tinkering with performance upgrades. And, you know, that's something I missed from the prior generations, the uh, ability to upgrade RAM on a, on a MacBook Pro. But, of course, we gave that up just to have slimmer slimmer machines and, again, more portable machines. Yeah, I mean, the design of the Mac Pro is unbelievable. I mean, the whole the whole processor bay that you basically just take out the whole thing oh yeah with like yeah. two clicks there's like no screws on anywhere in the machine everything's just mechanical attachment i mean it's really the hard, the really hard drive cool rails I, I used to love love the engineering that went yeah dude swapping yeah man swapping out a hard drive is so easy i mean those little um serial ata cables with the power cables they're a pain to get the right way and it's like it's great that apple you know I'm glad we're going back to that with the new Mac Pro, which I've been dying to get. But man, it is pricey. Oh yeah, jeez, it starts like six grand. That's without yeah. without a screen. Woo, it's too much. It's too much. Honest, honestly, I can't I've justify got, it. Yeah, I've got no use for it right now. Uh, you know, <laughs> just uh, gotten completely out of video editing over the years. But who knows? Who knows what the future brings? But, uh, yeah, yeah. What else? Oh, is another on your news. Mind? Yeah. Go yeah. Ahead. Well, I released the second course on Udemy. It's the uh, the Facebook clone. Yeah, man. The Facebook clone course. It's um. It's almost like ten hours, um, of footage. And you know, my idea with it was, even if you watched, you know, the the API course, that this would sort of pick up where that left off and take it to, you know, another level. You know, something higher. That was always my my idea with it, where it was a little bit of incremental. Um, and so far the feedback has been absolutely fantastic. Um, everybody's giving me great feedback on it and, uh, they're really enjoying it. And, um, I also did a video on PHP 7.4, man. I am, uh, I gotta tell you, I am so glad PHP is doing regular upgrades. It feels so yeah. good. Yep. 
It was awesome. Yeah, I think I uh, actually came across it on YouTube. I think right now it's the top rated PHP 7.4 video. So great job mm-hmm. on that. Yeah, it is. And, um, you know, I, I, I tried to keep my opinions out of it a little bit, but I, some of the implementation on the new stuff, I just don't agree with, you know, um, the new, um, function notation, basically like the fat arrow function from JavaScript, man, they, ah, they, they whack that together. I don't feel like it's there, you know, it's not, it's not what I thought it was going to be. Right. And, uh, it can only, you can only do single line and it, it, you know, you can't just put curly brackets and start a whole block of code or anything like that. Like you can on JavaScript in JavaScript and, it's not great. So I try not to say too much, too much negative stuff in the video because I wanted to keep it, you know, informative and keep my opinion out of it. But boy, I was disappointed with that one. And same thing with the uh, spread operator, the array spread operator. I was very disappointed with that. Yeah, I think it's kind of like uh, someone once said, you can only make good barbecue by making bad barbecue. So sometimes, you know, uh, software or languages have to go through those little tough times to find that perfection. And as I've said many times, quoting you, it's only through iteration that you get perfection. I stand corrected, man. <laughs> I, I I understand, man. I you know I appreciate code development in not not in actual development, but just how code kind of grows up as you see it, and you kind of see the iterations of software. And how they get better, you know, over time and they see where they made the mistakes. And, you know, I like seeing that, you know, and I I do appreciate it. But uh, I was expecting a little bit more from PHP, but here we are. You know, I've got here on my notes and these some of these I've been just for weeks, you know, putting together ideas for for this episode. But speaking of things that are a little tough transition so uh, Chevy introduced a new engine for their 1500 series pickup, and they've got a lot of information on their webpage about it, how great it is, but they completely and intentionally leave out that it's a four-cylinder. And it's just an example of technology advancing faster than um, what perception? society can accept. Yeah, perception is a good way to put it. I think that... that yeah, I would it. say perception. Yeah, I agree with you. So, um, it's just, it's funny. It's, um, you know, like well, so I many, s- yeah, ahead. I see it. I see it in cameras too. You know, I mean the, the new mirrorless cameras are, you know, very small, you know, compared to a full frame DSLR camera. Yep. And, and, you know, when you look at the technical specs on them, they blows all DSLRs out of the way, but you know, I almost feel like as if you are a professional photographer and you show up with a Sony A9, A, you know, what is it, the A9R? They're going to say, what is that? Is that a point and shoot from Walmart? Like, what is that little thing? You know, and that thing can shoot like 120 megapixel images, which is just insane. Yeah. Um, but the technology in those mirrorless cameras is so compact and it's so good. But the perception is that if you're going to hire a professional, I just don't see a professional wedding photographer showing up with a nine, you know, an A9R Sony, because it looks like a point and shoot camera, you know, and and people are not going to take them seriously, right? Yep. So yep. It's the same thing, you know, when I went to buy my car, you know, of course there was the V6 EcoBoost or the V6, and then there was the the four cylinder EcoBoost. I said, EcoBoost, no, I can't yeah. have that. I need I need the V8, and I bought the V8, <laughs> you know, which I know it's basically like old technology, you know, but man, 
I wanted the V8. <laughs> I can I can respect that. Uh, yeah, yeah. So you know, one thing that's kind of related and has bothered me for years is just that the things where we get stuck and and uh, it's really damaging, like the whole idea of oil changes every three thousand miles. You know, uh, you look at Europe and the synthetics and like uh, my dad's fleet of RVs, and they're just regular diesel engines over there. But um, they're doing 27,000 mile uh, change intervals, just wow. six, six liter capacity. So about six quarts. Uh, so nothing special, you know, that's just standard over there. Um, and I remember about a decade ago over here, you know, I was doing 10,000 mile oil change intervals and you go online and guys are, oh, you know, you can blow your motor, et cetera. But I was sending my, oil, you know, used oil samples to uh, Blackstone labs and they were doing the analysis and they just, each time I sent it in, they're like, Hey, running another 2000 miles or running another 1500 miles on this change. Uh, so there's science there, but the general consensus is, Oh, you know, you got to change, got to change your oil as often yep. as you can. Yeah. And the sad thing about that is, is one, the waste that's generated in producing all that new oil, that fresh oil, and then all the waste that's generated from that waste oil. So, um, yep. Yeah, people, you know, us as society, and I'm guilt of, as guilty of it as anyone, but getting stuck in these, you know, these uh, beliefs and these perceptions. You know, I was I was reading a pretty interesting article. It's kind of old now. I realized it was old after, kind of after the fact, but it is the first time that we've got five different generations in the workforce at the same time. And, you know, just, it just so happens that way. And, and I, I find it super crazy how I kind of analyze other people's idea of like what I would call, you know, the iPhone generation, you know, where every year you get a new one. And I was there, you know, every year I was getting a brand new iPhone. And now I'm like at a two to three year and I've changed my mind about it. And, it, you know, it pains me to pay that much for a phone now, which it didn't just a couple of years ago, I would have bought a $2,000 phone every year just because, you know, and. I see how this whole, you know, keeping it fresh thing is like a huge trend. A lot of people follow that. And um, it's something that incredible marketing has done, truthfully, yep. right? So it's just been some incredible marketing. We're able to resell you the same service over and over and over. And it's incremental thing and keeps you buying more. You know, I mean, people used to buy phones until they broke. That's what you did. You bought yep. a cell phone until it broke. And since the iPhone, we've basically had a brand new phone once a year, which is completely unnecessary if we're going to be honest, you know. And, so, uh, but yeah, uh, with you saying that, um, I've been reading uh, Atomic Habits by James Clear, a great book. And one of the things he talks about in there is how the brain responds to wanting something uh, versus liking something. So I think off the top of my head, it's 10 times your, your desire or your want of something is 10 times more, or maybe it's a hundred times more than what you actually like something. Meaning that if you want a chocolate bar, you want that so much, but when you actually get it, it's like, ah, you know, that was good, but there's so right. much more energy you can put towards wanting it, towards desiring it, uh, especially when something is attractive and he uses he reverses that and basically tells you if you want to implement a habit, make it attractive. 
uh, very good information. But uh, with the iPhone, you know, cycle, this is the first time since uh, Donna's had an iPhone, and uh, since I've had an iPhone myself, where she was supposed to on on our every two year schedule, she would have gotten a new iPhone this September when the 11 Pro came out, and she said. Ah, oh, I'm, you know, I like my phone. I'm happy with it. And I said, okay, you know. And I, I actually, short while after that, got to play with the iPhone uh, 11 Pro, and the camera blew me away. The biggest upgrade in iPhone cameras ever. And I thought right then I got to go out and buy one. But you know, I'm gonna wait till September. That will be my two years and. Maybe, just maybe, if I uh, have enough willpower, I'll hold off and go for the three-year mark. Because, uh, yeah, $1,200, yeah. you know, for a phone, yeah. it's it's uh, mm-hmm. it's so easy for me to do that. But then when it comes to spending, you know, $1,600, $1,700, 2000 on a laptop, it's like, ah, I can wait a year, you know. <laughs> go wait another one. So, yeah, no, I, f- I feel you. I feel in that. The, uh, the iPhone thing has been has been paining me. Um, I've also, I think I've, I've mentioned it before. We got rid of uh direct TV. That was also like one thing that was just stabbing me in the back. I just felt like paying for that much for TV was just too much. Yeah. Really we got Hulu, like to- we got Hulu, no, no ads, man. And it's been great. To be honest, we haven't missed a thing, you know? So it's like a quarter of the price, you know? Yeah, so-, so this is, this is one I wouldn't believe, but my, uh, my youngest sister, she, She's, uh, I don't think she's really even had cable since uh, she moved to the States. But um, she ended up going with Hulu and going with the HBO Go subscription through there. I'm not sure exactly how the whole setup works, but, you know, I've got HBO Go on uh, through Comcast. But um, she didn't buy any any media player. She was just using it through her smart TV. And there was some type of glitch in there where she could only see Sesame Street on HBO Go. (laughs) And I was like, you know, she grew up watching Sesame Street. She's, you know, uh, quite a few years younger than me. But I thought that that was perfect. You know, little sister only gets Sesame Street. That is uh, hilarious. (laughs) I couldn't couldn't believe it when she told me, you know, yeah, it it turns out that certain smart TVs, there's some type of software glitch um, where... They can only play Sesame Street. I got to tell you, I did not expect that story to go there. <laughs> that, yeah, that, yeah. Was the last, that was the last place I thought you were going with that story. That's okay. awesome. <laughs> so, you know, I usually give a, a developer tip, but now I'm going to actually give a tip to those looking for developers or those really looking for anyone to join their team. And this came up. Um, I had seen one of our or a competitor boat dealer uh, who competes with with the dealer I work with. Um, they had posted a position for a sales manager and it had a salary range there. And it was about a fifth of what our guys, uh, what our you know good guys make. Same right. town, uh, same type of work environment, same, you know, similar competing products, one fifth. Wow. And the more, more I thought about it at one point I laughed and I said, shoot, you know, the, basically the barista at our, at the office, 
makes more than what they're offering their sales manager. And in this example, the sales manager or sales guy, you know, they are directly related to the revenue the company will produce. You know, it's right. just natural right. for, it's a given for the industry. Um, so that just blew my mind that, you know, you can even think you're going to get great, you know, decent results uh, posting such a low number out there. Um, you know, we're not talking yeah, we, half, yeah. we're not talking 10% less, we're talking one fifth. Um, the thing about it, I mean, we talked about it before too. The thing about it is one good person makes a huge difference. Um, you know, it's, it's, you just got to get that one good hire. And I'm telling you, it makes a huge difference over, you know, just going through people over and over just because they're not a good match. Absolutely. Or, you know, or don't have the, the experience that you need or in, in the particular area that you're looking for. And it is difficult to hire, you know, that one great person. That doesn't come easy, you know. And even when you hire them, you know, of course, you've got to continue to to nurture them and make sure that they're happy, you know, above and beyond the money, right? The environment's got to be right. You know, the they've got to feel comfortable with everybody in the office. And, you know, it, there's a lot that goes into it. But I tell you, man, one person makes a huge difference. Oh, and the same applies, you know, if you get a, a negative individual, and I'm not just saying a negative mindset, but someone who goes against right. the grain, you know, it's right. like putting bad fruit in a bowl with other fruit, the rot will that's spread. Right. Yeah, um, absolutely. Absolutely. So, so that's, that's, a, I'm a, I'm a firm believer of that. And, you know, and in sales that sometimes, you know, the really good guys that make a lot of money, they're bad influence, you know, and. You got to kind of choose and it's difficult to choose as a business to kind of part ways with somebody like that, you know? Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. But you just got to keep on rock and rolling, man. Yep. Yep. Oh, so I know you promised, the- I know you promised a story here, so I'm, I'm just waiting for you to ask. Oh, about the Mohawk? Uh, yes. <laughs> I completely forgot about it, but go ahead. Let's end this, end this, end this one on. <laughs> All right. So as we start to wind down, so... The story, the real story is, or the story that Yanni told, just if you, if you missed it, basically when I interviewed with Yanni and he hired me, I had a mohawk. So if we backtrack into how I ended up having a mohawk, what actually happened was an accident. It was a complete accident. My wife has always cut my hair and uh, she was cutting my hair, my hair and I use typically like I'm, a number I'm shaking, two. I'm shaking my head here. I can't believe where this story is going. <laughs> so you've never heard this story no i haven't so I haven't. but so she i do a number two on the sides and she does like a number eight you know on the top or seven sometimes depending like on the summer i'll do like a seven and we were all done everything was good haircut was done she had done you know she had shaved the, the neck she, everything was perfect and she goes oh wait i missed a little a little hair here and without thinking she goes Bleh! with the number two over the top oh and so so i ended up with with a number two and she goes oh man it looks like you have a mohawk and she's like and she starts laughing and i said well finish it might as well i mean you know i was like 21 years old 20 years old and uh so she did and i rocked the mohawk for like six months and that's how it started yeah it was a complete complete accident that she did that and uh that's how i ended up there so that's how I interviewed for a job. Don't do that. 
<laughs> learn, uh, it, it, learn. It, you know, <laughs> the thing is, a few, maybe two weeks before you, for another position, a kid came in, uh, and he had dressed up, button up shirt, etc. But you know, put in a little effort in dressing up. Probably didn't look the best, but he came in carrying a chihuahua in. Stop. In his hand. No, no, no. Dead serious. And he did the whole interview with the Chihuahua in his hand. That is bizarre. That yes. is a great story. <laughs> no wonder the, I got hired. Yeah, yeah. You, you, you didn't look bad. I didn't at all. have a Chihuahua. Yeah, I didn't have a Chihuahua with me. Oh, that's awesome. I've never heard that story. That's funny. Yeah, yeah. That's I'll, really I'll, good. I'll tell you a little bit more about it off record. Make, oh, make a little bit more sense but yeah you know let's let's wrap this up uh and then absolutely we'll, uh, i can't wait to get back into more episodes but mr altwell today posted a little teaser and if i'm right i think it means that laricon is going to be in atlanta next year atlanta. and i'm super excited because atlanta was such a fun town uh for the aws summit um and it's a lot and closer to you and I. It's halfway, and, dude. It's literally like halfway between you and me. So, yeah. and no excuses this year. We're going there together. No excuses. Um, we got to do it. We might even have to make some foreign dev shirts. So, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and they got to really be bright hope, yellow. Really hope it is because <laughs> that uh, he had asked about hosting it at the uh, Atlanta Aquarium, which is awesome. I mean, an awesome, awesome place. So, so I really hope of. Uh, I am right there. Otherwise, if I'm not, I'm completely confused by his little teaser. But uh, on that, on that note, let's uh, let's yeah. wrap this one up. Great doing this podcast with you, and uh, yeah, really man. looking forward to all the new ones. So this has been episode ten. I can't believe we've done ten of these. It's been ten. a blast. And how did yeah. we even get started? Where where did the idea come up with? One day you're like, hey, let's do a podcast, and let's do a podcast. We set <laughs> off on it. Yep. But uh yeah. And thank you to all the all the listeners out there. We really do appreciate it. And uh yeah, would love some feedback. So uh tweet at us or reach out on uh you know on YouTube to Victor's Coders Tape channels or you know, feel free to find us any way you can and we'll look Anywhere. We're we are everywhere. Yeah, yeah we are. <laughs> all right. Well that wraps it up. Thank you again, Victor. Uh, for Thank Foreign you. Devs, this has been Yanni. I'm Victor. And we're out of here. Bye-bye.